WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Can we review our status here, Cy? Let's look at this thing from a, uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Can't go backwards. Can't go forward. What am I going to do? Hey, what happened? You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. This is a great day. A really great day. All across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Halfway home, here's what's happened so far. All right, what's happened so far? We've uh, we've declared that uh, blaming the refs is your God-given right as an American, gosh darn it. Who cares what the actual call was? You blame them if you want. I'm good with it. Talk to Isaac Shea of the Locked On College Basketball uh, Podcast. Got us his thoughts on the game last night and uh, zoomed out to the college basketball landscape at large. ACC, wide open, man. Wide open right now. He's got Virginia as the best team. I think that is the general consensus right now, even though they are a game and a half back of uh, Clemson currently at the top of the standings. We're at the halfway point. Most teams, uh, they're either on 9 or 10 coming up tonight or, or tomorrow, and you're halfway done with your regular season. The Orange are, are 10 in, 6-4 and four in the league now. This is Carolina after the game last night. The Heels improved to 7-3 and three in the league. Clemson in the clubhouse, the halfway clubhouse. They're at the turn. They are 9-1 and one in league play uh, right now with the league. But uh, right now, we're going to talk basketball. It's sort of basketball. It's sort of not basketball. It's right there next to the court. I, I don't know what what we're going to do with it. But a uh, friend uh, of the show, Chris Carlson of Syracuse.com, uh, joins us now. And, uh, Chris, I, I don't know. Y- y- you cover a lot of things, but you're kind of on, like, the Adam Weitzman NIL courtside seats beat over the last five years. And la- Last night was, like, a- another weird chapter, it felt like, to the, the whole story you've been uh, really following now for a pretty long time. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is uh, general. We're the, the NIL world has, has certainly apparently opened some doors. Um, in, in terms of, uh, you know, two years ago, we certainly didn't think you, you uh, Booster would be flying in a recruit on a jet and uh, having them sit next to a couple rappers and uh, not on a recruiting visit uh, to, to talk about NIL business. So, uh, yeah, a, a brave new world, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, and, you know, you detailed all of this in your article this morning on uh, Syracuse.com. And Elijah Moore, he's the top 100 recruit, a four-star guy. He was the one uh, in town. I guess he's announcing his commitment on uh, Saturday. He has a very uh, wide-ranging list of five teams he's uh, still looking at. And uh, fabulous. And um, a boogie with the hoodie with the uh, rappers he was uh, sitting with there. So, like, that, like that's that's what we got now. Like, that happened last night. And I, I guess we're all just to take that as normal now and just and just keep going on with life. It, it's still kind of hard to wrap your head around that this is just what the world is right now. It is. Um, you know, and, and um, in writing about what Adam is doing uh, with NIL, you know, he, he has said that he is going to um, sign Syracuse athletes, current athletes. He has plans to sign 13 for, for um uh, at least a million dollars. Uh, he, he has a 
an offer of um, a, mil- a million dollars over multiple years for uh, the other the other boogie uh, boogie plan yes. uh, up recruit in 2024. Um, and I certainly think it's it's it, it's good that athletes are getting paid. Um, it is necessary that Syracuse has somebody sort of step into that space if our community wants to continue to, to have championship level um, revenue sports. Um, and I think Syracuse fans should be, you know, largely very appreciative that Adam Weissman is willing to go to bat for, for this community and for this university, even if. He can't fully say why he's doing things, <laughs> um, you know. And, and I know, you know, the, the other thing the story broached, you know, Adam says he's following the rules. Um, he has a very good lawyer in the NIL space who says that he's following the rules. Um, you know, I, I don't know if their interpretations will be correct, but I do think that with that lawyer. They are following best practices. They are following what other schools are doing. For the most part, maybe not flying in wrappers, um, you know, but uh, those are sort of the two questions I got from people today. Like, how is this possible? And, 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 you know, is trouble coming for us? Yeah, I mean, you look at it now, and Darren Heitner, he, you know, he's been involved in the NIL thing. He's the lawyer down in Florida, and, you know, he tweeted out back in, I don't remember. I think it was late September, early October. Hey, Adam's doing this thing. We're going to work together. And, you know, now it's spilling out. So he's doing that. Like, and it's it's so different. Like, all of this stuff would have been against any rule that ever existed two years ago. But those rules don't exist anymore. And, you know, it's funny, Chris, because people say they're following the rules. Anyone that has any clue what the rules actually are, though, has to be like, they, they must be a seer, right? Like, who could actually know what the NCAA or any schools might actually care about right in a, in a year or two? Because I, I don't think that either is possible right now. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, the, the rules are, are, are so vague um, in terms of uh, an NIL deal cannot be paid for play, and if cannot be a recruiting inducement. And I talked to Mitt Whitner, one of the, the NIL lawyers I talked to a lot. Um, you know, in, in the article, he says, technically, Syracuse is, within, is, is you know, Adam Weissman is within the rules. Um, if you read the rules and you say, this is all I know, uh, I, I, I can't do precisely what this says. Um, Syracuse is... is or Adam like I keep saying Syracuse, but Adam like Syracuse. <laughs> um, Syracuse, or Adam like says within the rules. Um, but nobody knows how some of these loopholes are going to close over time. Mm-hmm. What will the NCAA determine is an inducement? What won't they? Um, you know, can you really? pay someone to live in a geographic area um, versus uh, attend a specific school. Um, None of the lawyers in this space even know. So, you know, Adam and Darren are doing the best they can to interpret the rules. But, yeah, nobody knows what it's going to look like in two or three years. Um, It's also hard to imagine anybody really getting punished because nobody knows what the rules are going to look like in two or three years. Right. And, you know, there's there's the first real kooky situation with the Florida quarterback and them not having the money that he was promised or not promised or who the heck knows what happened there. 
coming out. I, I'm waiting for the situation where you, you, you get somebody that they gets paid to go to one area that ends up going to like another school in the same area and being still taking the uh, the money. I'm sure that'll be coming down uh, before. But it, it's just crazy. And I think we know this, like Adam or whomever. It doesn't matter that it's Adam. This is happening at every school. Like no nobody nobody is going. Nobody is bringing in right like a high school junior and doing this for him that is not one of the players the coaching staff wants. Like, nobody's out there just recruiting random players, right? No. Um, and the NCAA rules in that regard say, you know, the coaches cannot provide um, boosters with a list of recruits to target. Um, but you and I, right, um, there are a lot of loopholes yeah. that you can go through to find out who's on the list. Um you know, I mean, Adam says he talks frequently to, to um, Jack Overdyke, who was one of the people he says who guides him. Um, you know, Jack is a former Syracuse men's basketball team manager. Um, he's an agent with Rock Nation. I presume he keeps up with folks on the Syracuse coaching staff. You know, um, certainly he'd know who the staff is interested in. Certainly he'd know who the good players are. You know, if he and Adam have a conversation – I mean, you can go on a recruiting site and look at who has sponsors from the school. There are just so many ways that a, a, you know, a booster like Adam or anybody else can know who the staff wants. Um, You know, again, it's a loophole that you can't close, Uh, right? Like, like how, how can you not know if you're a serious basketball fan? Yeah, I mean, you said a name there, Jack Overdyke. He was, uh, you know, the head team manager on the basketball team a handful of uh, years ago. Now, like, if you're, you wouldn't know him if you're an Orange basketball fan, but you like recognize the face from the background of, you know, shots on TV. His mom, you know, his mom, his mom is Joni Mahoney, the former county executive. He's, as you said, he's an agent at Rock Nation. Also, an agent at Rock Nation is Drake Gross, who is a former Syracuse head basketball uh, manager. Uh, yep. Two of his clients happen to be named Buddy and Jimmy Beheim. So, you know, you put the whole thing together. Like, is there anything wrong with that? No, there's not anything wrong with it. But, like, if you can't put the pieces together, that, that's kind of on you, I guess, at, the, at this point. Yeah, and every other school has those same connections, right? right? Like, like, you know, as you said, Syracuse is no different than anybody else. They're They're acting in this space just like everybody else is at this point, um, or, or certainly in line with the majority of programs. You know, Chris, and Chris Carlson, Syracuse.com, is our guest. You know, all this stuff is interesting in the recruiting part and the high school thing. It's important and certainly important for basketball where, you know, a lot of these guys you're hoping to get are maybe one-and-done types, so you, you don't have a second crack at them. You need to get them uh, the one time. But, you, you know, you had a list in there of players that Adam it currently has, and it's – uh, a bunch of guys on the basketball team currently, Gerard, Judah, Benny, Samir, uh, Bull, Peter Carey, Daisha Fair, the women's basketball team, that name popped out, Elijah Clark of the uh, football team who transferred in from Rutgers last year and I know possibly could have been out the door after this year and was not. It, it almost feels like that stuff is maybe more important for you know stability of teams in the department than, than these freshmen right now. Yeah, that, and that is where Syracuse's collective, you know, you know, we, you don't read about them um, quite as much because, um, you know, they're nonprofit organizations, which means they're charities, so they, they can't go too out of line with their payments or else, you know, what would a charity be doing if they were offering a million dollars to somebody? Uh, probably right. not a charity at that point. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but both the charity, the, the collective and Adam, 
retaining athletes is, is probably, you know, I mean, that's, that's what Syracuse is, right? It's a place where traditionally Jim Beheim has brought in good recruits and they've developed over two or three seasons or four, um, and, and that's when the program it has been at its best. You know, guys in the 50s and the 60s, you're um, going to pay some money to get in the door now, probably, uh, and then you're going to want to keep them. Uh, Marlo Wax, uh, Adam said he had a deal, had a deal pending um, with Marlo Wax. You know, could he have gone looking for another program? Uh, I think so. He was great last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, and I'm sorry, is it Deja Fair? Uh, am I pronouncing that right? Uh, yeah, Deja. Deja, thank you. Um, you know, he has a multi-year deal with, with Deja. Um, that was the one deal that he said was a multi-year deal. But that doesn't stop her from going to the WNBA, um, if that's where she wants to be next year. But, but you know, she doesn't have to if she doesn't want to. Right. Um, and choose to stay longer at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes that a, a more attractive option. Um, the, the freshman on Syracuse's team, if you don't play a ton your freshman year, you know, maybe you stick it out because you feel a little bit more appreciated. You, you feel a, bit of, a little bit more loved. Um, you get a little bit more here than you would get by trying somewhere new. Um, you know, I, I think you're right that it's going to have the biggest impact in retainment. Um, you know, one guy that Adam and I talked about was, was, was Jesse Edwards. Um, now, we can't pay Jesse right now because Jesse is on one kind of visa. Right. Um, and the, the, the United States law, is, is my understanding, is that, that when you're on that type of visa, you, you can't get paid. Um, but Jesse is looking at maybe getting, trying to switch, switch to another kind of visa, and then Adam could uh, potentially get him an NIL offer. So does that make Jesse more likely to, to stick around or not? Um, you know, it, it would all go into that calculus in terms of, of sticking around, playing another year of college, not rushing off to the pros immediately. And, you know, we saw that last night on the other side of the court. That's Armando Baycott. Like, he, he got NIL yeah. to come back to Carolina, and he's going to be ACC Player of the Year, more likely uh, than yeah. not. So that's a, that's a win-win for all parties, which is, that is, like, that's good for college basketball writ large. Like, so we'll, we'll see how it all goes. And, you know, Chris, you know, we wrap up a, a player retention in Marlowe Wax that's big. Like, you know, the numbers I'm hearing out there for, like, Jihad Carter and Deuce Chestnut, who both left for LSU and Ohio State, yeah. like, yeah. That, that they're both in the six figures. Like that's one where you talk about need you like you legitimate need a war chest right now if you're Syracuse or these schools to 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 fend off these top programs for your best players. Yeah, and and it will be interesting. You know, I I don't I haven't talked about it um, with Adam in terms of how deep he's willing to go. Yeah, um, and you know, but those guys might always leave. You know, the, the war chest is always going to be bigger um, at, at some schools than it will at Syracuse, and Adam probably will end up prioritizing. Right, Basketball is a different animal than football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to prioritize keeping one or two guys instead of 20. Um, so I, I think you're, you're right, Brian. It's not going to end this. It's not going to end the, the transfer portal and, and the shifting of players um, and, and guys seeking better deals. But I do think for Syracuse, the developmental players, the guys that aren't going to Ohio State, that aren't going to Georgia, if you're not making that huge a leap, um, the NIL work that Adam is doing makes Syracuse a more attractive place to stay. 
Yeah, if only Chris Beck in our day in school, if like Mizzou or Northwestern or somebody was throwing NIL at us when we were when we were at uh, Newhouse. If only. Uh, that's just not quite how it works. But uh, what 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 can you do back in the day? Endlessly interesting though how how this stuff is. Uh, it is morphing by the minute, Chris, and I'm sure you'll have it covered wherever it uh, goes next. Uh, always good to chat, my friend, and I'm sure we'll do it again down the line. Yeah, we'll keep, keep covering it because it's going to keep staying important. Uh, that is true. That is uh, Chris Carlson, com. Be sure to go check out his article on this today. Thank you, Chris, for hopping on here for a bit. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, Matt will be in the 4-1-1 in the 3-1-5, and we will actually talk something other than Syracuse basketball today. We'll talk about the New York football giants with Lance Meadow coming up at 3-30. That's the show. More when we come back on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.